0: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. As Jesus walked along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's work might be revealed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while in his day, Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva, and spread the mud on the man's eyes, saying to him, Go and wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. Then the man who was blind went and washed, and came back able to see. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar began to ask, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some were saying, It is he? But others were saying, No, but it's someone like him. He kept saying, I am the man. But they kept asking him, Then how are your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud spread it on my eyes, and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. Then I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now, it was on a Sabbath when Jesus made mud and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also began to ask him how he received his sight. He said to them, he put mud on my eyes, then I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not observe the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner perform such signs? And they were divided. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him? It was your eyes he opened. He said, He is a prophet. They did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind, but we do not know how it is that now he sees, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. He can speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish authorities, who had already agreed that anyone who confessed Jesus to be the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, He is of age. Ask him. So for the second time they called the man who had been blind, and they said to him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, I do not know whether he is a sinner One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? Then they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Here is an astonishing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but he does listen to one who worships him and obeys him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind— If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born entirely in sins, and you're trying to teach us? And they drove him out. Jesus heard that they had driven him out. And when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir? Tell me, so that I may believe in him. Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment, so that those who do not see may see, and those who do see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard this and said to him, Surely we are not blind, are we? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now that you say, We see, your sin remains. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus said, I am the light of the world. On the day of our baptism, We were given a lighted candle as a sign that we had been enlightened by Christ. St. Paul writes, Brothers and sisters, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. At the beginning of God's creating, darkness covered the face of the deep. And then God said, Let there be light. And God saw that it was good. Although we imagine light and darkness as separate, in God there is no separation. As we hear in these words from Psalm 139, Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light to you. In his book, the Gift of Asher Lev, Chaim Potok writes, My father said that the seeing of God is not like the seeing of humans. We see only between the blinks of our eyes. We do not know what the world is like during the blinks. We see the world in pieces, in fragments. But the master of the universe sees the world whole, unbroken. That world is good. Jesus' work is to move people beyond pieces and fragments, counting and measuring, because our measuring is always too small. The disciples look at a man who is blind and see a sinner. Jesus sees something else. Creation is not finished. Reaching down into the dust of the earth from which Adam was created, Jesus continues the Father's work. God is not resting. God is not taking the Sabbath off. God is working while it is still day. Unlike the man born blind in today's Gospel, Jacques Luzeran, a World War II French resistor fighter, became permanently blind at the age of seven from a grade school accident. In his memoir, And There Was Light, Luceron writes that barely ten days after his accident, he made a discovery that was like opening a door into a new world that stayed with him for the rest of his life. The only way I can describe that experience is in clear and direct words, he wrote. I'd completely lost the sight of my eyes I could not see the light of the world any more. Yet, the light was still there. In January of 1944, the Nazis captured Lusheron and shipped him to Buchenwald along with 2,000 of his countrymen. There, he learned how hate worked against him, not only darkening his world, but making it smaller as well. When he let himself become consumed with anger, he started running into things, slamming into walls and tripping over furniture. When he called himself back to attention, however, the space both inside and outside of him opened up, so that he found his way and moved with ease again. The most valuable thing he learned was that no one could turn out the light inside him without his consent. Even when he lost track of it for a while, he knew where he could find it again. When Samuel was sent to anoint Jesse's son, he was certain he knew exactly what the new king should look like. We look on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. As the fox tells the little prince, it is only with the heart that one can see rightly. What is essential is invisible to the eye. When we first meet the man who had been blind, he is like a new creation. There is a sense of awe as he discovers the world with new eyes. I once was blind, but now I see. We only see Jesus in the beginning and again at the end of the narration. Jesus is absent as the story unfolds, and yet we have the sense that this man is held tightly in the mystery of God's love. The blind man never asked to be healed. But the unexpected gift changed his life. Even though he can't say much about it, his unknowing leads to a new kind of understanding. By the end of the story, He is ready to make a profession of faith. The unknowing of the man who had been blind is countered by the certain knowledge of the Pharisees. The healing of the blind man has challenged their understanding of God. They cling to darkness, refusing to enter the light. Jesus was able to open the eyes of a blind man, but he has met his match with this crowd. By the end of the passage, We find them stuck in the same place where the gospel began, insisting that the man had been born entirely in sin. In order to remain in control, they had to drive the man out. Jesus says, I came into this world for judgment, so that those who do not see may see, and those who do see may become blind. Barbara Brown Taylor writes that she had always heard this as a threatening judgment, but in light of Luzeron's experience, it now sounds more promising. At the very least, it makes me wonder how seeing has made me blind, by giving me cheap confidence that one quick glance at things can tell me what they are, by distracting me from learning how the light inside me works— by fooling me into thinking that I have a clear view of how things really are, of where the road leads, of who can see rightly and who cannot. Taylor concludes, I'm not asking to become blind, but I have become a believer. There is a light that shines in the darkness, which is only visible there.